And we're back on a Friday. Yes, it's a Friday. I know I should be happy. I should be a bullion to pull out an SAT word, but I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not, even though it is National Peanut Butter Fudge Day. And who doesn't like a chunk of National Peanut Butter Fudge any day? Uh, I'm trying to be positive, but there's so many things out there that are messing with me. Uh, Donald Trump's legal team held the press conference yesterday at noon at the Republican National Committee headquarters in Washington, D.C., and Rudy Giuliani presented what he called the opening argument in the Trump campaign's case to try and point out what they believe is systemic and planned voter fraud that took the election from Donald Trump. Rudy Giuliani made a very strong and impassioned argument, I thought. At least I thought it was. But the mainstream media was avoiding it at all costs. CNN, because I went to see what was going on in the mainstream media, CNN avoided it. Fox carried it live. I'll give them credit for carrying it live and not cutting away from this monumental 90-minute press conference. CNN avoided it. And then, as the next hour of programming started at 2 p.m. Eastern on CNN, they did not mention it for at least the first 13 or 14 minutes of that hour, instead choosing to focus on coronavirus and focusing on criticizing the administration because 250,000 people have died from the virus, despite the fact We have gotten a vaccine or two or three or maybe four, we are hearing now, uh, in record time. And vaccines that are as effective against the virus as pretty much the measles vaccine, according to Dr. Fauci yesterday. So the mainstream media mostly avoided the press conference. So if you're a CNN viewer or an MSNBC viewer, you really didn't see what was presented. You, you were given what the network wanted you to be given, which that seems to be a little uh, less than journalism, if you will. Rudy Giuliani, as I said, made some impassioned statements, and uh, I'll share some of them with you. He, he did ultimately or overall declared the election was stolen from Donald Trump. Cannot allow these crooks, because that's what they are, to steal an election from the American people. They elected Donald Trump. They didn't elect Joe Biden. So Giuliani's case was made using what he claims are hundreds and hundreds of affidavits from eyewitnesses who have come forward bravely and said that they witnessed, they saw, they were instructed to cheat in this election. They saw cheating or they were instructed to help cheating. And he gave a couple of names out and said that most of them have to remain secret because if not, those people will be attacked. They will be doxxed. They will be threatened. And we've seen that. He also said that attorneys have had to resign from the case because their lives have been threatened, their businesses have been threatened, and we know this is true. Sidney Powell, one of the other attorneys who was up there, 
with Rudy Giuliani. Sidney Powell has all the respect I can give her. Sidney Powell has been one of the people leading the charge to help Michael Flynn, General Flynn, in the uh, crazy attack that's gone on and bankrupted him and destroyed his, his family life. Sidney Powell was speaking about what happened as well. This is a massive, well-funded, coordinated effort to deprive we the people of the United States of our most fundamental right under the Constitution to preserve this republic that we all cherish. She is a voice of reason. And one of the Federal Election Commission chiefs said if Sidney Powell says she saw systemic voter fraud, if she saw voter fraud on a wide scale, that I believe her. This is not a crazy person. This is one of the one of the best lawyers in the country. Interesting that Donald Trump has often been called a misogynist, often been called anti-woman. His first campaign was directed by a female, the first time ever a woman has led a presidential campaign to victory. And if this election and, and the calls for Joe Biden are overturned, it'll be Sidney Powell who is the one behind it. Donald Trump is not a misogynist, people. Uh, Rudy Giuliani did try to make a case about a company, you've heard the name, Dominion. Dominion Computer Systems and Smartmatic, which is a software company. And he tried to talk about how allowing a computer counting system a machine that counts votes and a software company to count all of our national election votes. And I think it's going on in 29 or 30 states, 28 states, whatever it is, is an absolute national security risk. And I agree with him. Rudy breaks it down here. But that's a matter of national security that we're talking about now. Yes. Very, very serious matter of national security. Please don't make light of it. And don't act like you knew it. Don't act like it isn't a surprise. If that's not a headline tomorrow, then you don't know what a headline is. Giuliani was regularly berating the press who were in attendance for not covering this story, for basically brushing it off and not having a journalistic curiosity. But that's nothing new in today's world. Giuliani continues talking about the national security risks posed by letting our votes be counted elsewhere. There isn't a single person in this country that would have believed that we have states that are stupid enough to have our vote sent out of this country. There's, you couldn't possibly believe that the company counting our vote with control over our vote is owned by two Venezuelans who were allies of Chavez, our present allies of Maduro, with a company whose chairman is a close associate and business partner of George Soros, the biggest donor to the Democrat Party, the biggest donor to Antifa, and the biggest donor to Black Lives Matter. My goodness, what do we have to do to get you to give our people the truth? Giuliani got really, really impassioned in his presentation. But what can't be underscored enough here, what can't be pointed to, highlighted, bolded enough here, is the case that he makes right there at the very end. 
Rudy Giuliani put it all together, connected the dots for you. Listen to it one more time. If you're if you're keeping track at home in your scorecard, this pretty much sums up the the center of this this argument, where the problem really lived in this most recent election. The company counting our vote with control over our vote is owned by two Venezuelans who were allies of Chavez, are present allies of Maduro, with a company whose chairman is a close associate and business partner of George Soros, the biggest donor to the Democrat Party, the biggest donor to Antifa, and the biggest donor to Black Lives Matter. My goodness, what do we have to do to get you to give our people the truth? It's kind of chilling, isn't it? To think that 28 to 30 states counted their votes on machines that were tied to Venezuela and even all the way back to Hugo Chavez and the current dictator, Maduro, with software that's tied to George Soros, a guy that we know internationally is plotting to create a one world order. And, and how are we allowing this to happen? A story was breaking this morning that nobody in the mainstream media is going to cover. Canada, our neighbors to the north, Canada had the opportunity to use machines from Dominion. And they said, no, no, that's a problem. Texas looked at it and said, no, we're not using those. I really think there is some there there. But is there enough time? Do we have enough time to get there? Joe Biden and the Democrats and their partners in the mainstream media are out there saying, uh, no, this is irresponsible. Irresponsible, they're saying. Uh, Joe said it yesterday. I think they're witnessing incredible irresponsibility. Incredibly damaging messages being sent to the rest of the world about how democracy functions. We'll disagree, Joe. We'll disagree. Al Gore had 37 days. Donald Trump's owed at least that much. Michael Pelka stepping aside on the Angie and Mike show.